With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey now. Once again, Philadelphia Eagles improved to 3-0. Vibes are high in the Delaware Valley. Across the country, they're trying to find those flaws, and I welcome them. They're not a perfect team. Guess what, John Jansen? They don't have to be. Yeah, they are. It's they're perfect. September 26th. Everything's perfect about Look, they're them. pretty damn close. They're amazing. They're pretty damn close. It's September 26th. As, um, we have a long way to go, but uh, a win is a win, and going to Tampa Bay and winning on the road is not easy. And they've done it two times so far, once on the road in New England and once on the road in Tampa Bay, and now 3-0. and Joining us on the Gambler Hotline to give us his perspective, as he always does, following a Birds win or loss. Over on the Gambler Hotline, our good friend Gerald Colton joining us. And we'll talk a little Phillies, too, because uh, we are on the horizon of another playoff run. Gerald, good afternoon. Always great to get you on, sir. And especially after a Philadelphia Eagles victory, your thoughts after last night's stop. Hey fellas, it's a it's a bright but gloomy Monday or Tuesday, and um, <laughs> yeah. I, I I it was just it was a good night for the Eagles in in a lot of ways, and um, I I for one was not worried a little bit going into that game. I just felt people were giving Tampa too much credit. They hadn't had to me overly impressive wins over the teams as to what, what if, if things are turning out, and I really thought the Eagles could control both lines of scrimmage, and they did. Um, and and it was a game that was not perfect, but it was certainly really good. And the real domination up front on both both sides was really great. And um, I just think the Eagles are at a decent place right now, with a whole lot more to be able to improve upon. Absolutely. So all in all, just just a, just a domination, never never in jeopardy. Tampa was almost soft. I mean, Todd Bowles didn't even use his last two timeouts in a fourteen point game. <laughs> It was it was a really bizarre, but but in, in the in essence, domination. The weak points for the Eagles were probably should have been up more early. I thought they let a few things get away. Um, the play calling was a little perplexing at times. I don't know what takes them so long to see that Swift is the guy and a superstar at that. Potentially, we might. Need, I would say right now, and and I think that's who he is. He looks like our best running back since Shady. And, and which is which is huge to go with the already fearsome weapons we have with Brown, Smith, and Goddard. Um, and the, you know Jalen hasn't been completely on point, and his accuracy a little bit off, and some questionable decisions like throwing that ball on first down on, on in over the fifty into double coverage when you know just be a little more patient and stuff. But in general, a lot of things emerge, and some guys that they need contributions from. Um, because obviously we had a turnover at linebacker and Cunningham has played really, really well. Yes. For us. And, 
and and that and that's been you know a great thing. And then you you add in Morrow, who I don't I haven't really paid a lot of attention to, but two big tackles, the safety that he created. Um, he had a sack from of all the guys that you would expect a, a full sack from. It was a guy I can't even pronounce his last name on. Can anybody <laughs> help me out? <laughs> it's great, but but uh, and and you know the, the worrisome parts, Sean and John, to me are. Now you move Bradbury to the slot because of losing Maddox, and you started Job, and I don't know that he's really a starter. You know that's a little bit of a concern, and um, you want to you hope that Johnson gets a little better from what I've seen at play calling, and you hope Jalen sort of returns to a little bit better form because he just looks uncertain a little bit back there. His decision making isn't quite what you want it to be, and when he's on the move, he's not really throwing the ball really well. So, but. But I'm not overly concerned with any of that stuff, especially when you get off to a three and zero starting. You're really never in jeopardy in a game. No, and and you know, love to highlight some of the uh, pluses here and a huge pluses. Jalen Carter and what he's doing right now at a rookie. Uh, we talked about this a couple weeks ago when Jansen said that he was the best defensive player on the field. And you thought I was crazy. I didn't think you were crazy. I said Slay was one. I got to give proper respect. He had a pick six. He was a huge part of that reason why they ended up winning the game against the Patriots. And I just said, you got to give it to Slay. I wasn't arguing against you, but I said, you have to give it to Slay. You thought you said I was crazy. Nobody can expect a rookie to be the best player. Now I am in agreement with you that he is the best defensive player on the field for the Eagles. Um, Gerald, you've you've known this league for a long time and you've known about rookies and their performance and the expectations you gotta you gotta wait right you almost just gotta hold up and you just gotta say man you gotta temper those expectations a rookie but this dude is kicking down the door in a big way what are you seeing right now from Jalen carter that that obviously is super impressive to you so much and and the, the statement you know john made it after i guess week one it, it might sound crazy to most people that how can a rookie coming into the Super Bowl team's defense be the best player, but he is just that guy. And and um, I see a guy who is dominant immediately in the league. And, you know, where where we were last year, you know, Hargrave was a Pro Bowl player for the Eagles and terrific, but his forte is kind of being an inside pass rush specialist. This guy is so much better than against the run and might be as equal and then some even as the pass rush specialist. Plus, he plays with such a high motor because it's that play where he comes and he makes the the strip from coming from behind. You don't see D tackles that do that or are close to even being able to do that. And I, I've spoken to a few people around the league, and that, that opinion that the three of us have that he's already their best defensive player is shared around the league. And um, it's an unbelievable start after three games, and hopefully we're just seeing the start of what will be a Hall of Fame career. Yeah, we are. And also just the secondary as well on the back end, because we came in with some questions, obviously injuries that they've been dealing with, uh, whether that's safety, cornerback, and also maybe looking a little bit thin at safety. They've looked impressive, I think, back there. Sidney Brown, I thought, made a couple of really good plays and re-blanketship at the interception. Uh, are some of the concerns about the defense, I, not just even you know in the secondary, but even linebacker, are you feeling a lot better about that through three weeks? Well, I will say that the defensive line, which was so great last year and hasn't got off to necessarily as dominant start on the pass rushing things, is so deep, though, and we're so good uh, in the middle that 
I feel so good about that that it does make up for some of my concerns. I, I am concerned still about the secondary because now you've got Job playing a big role. Anybody feel that great about that right now? No. He's a good athlete. He's He's been inconsistent, and I think um, – He's competitive, but I've heard he's got some vulnerability and some some focused things that sometimes go. And he got beaten on the ball in the first quarter that make that, uh, that they missed him on that, they, that he missed his receiver on that could have been bad. So I, I I'm a little concerned there because I think we're thin and, and the loss of Maddox hurts and it might be the kind of thing that how he's able to address somewhere out there. I don't think they internally have it. And the safeties look. I'm not I'm not rooting against anybody. This this Blankenship is a football player and you gotta love him. He gets everything out of his body, but he plays so hard and, and he's he's in there and it's just I I wish they had more depth there. It was oh, yeah. nice certainly to see. To see the young kids step in and hopefully plays a lot bigger role going forward. So I just think we're that there may be a drop thin, thinner there than you'd like like to see. But overall, with the depth of the defensive line and how it all starts there, um, I like I like what they present. <laughs> Clearly, to attack the Eagles, they're going to have to get the ball out quickly all year long. And it used to be they could run on them, and this interior of the defensive line might really make that not happen. Well, this team is 3-0, Gerald, and it's funny to me, again, this is another year in a row where you take those phone calls. We don't do that here, but I've been a part of the radio station that did for many, many years, and it's like, oh, I got them going 12-4, and and now with 17 games, you get these phone calls, and it's like, oh, I got them going 14-3, and where we would have laughed you, you know, off the air, but last year proved to be right and then this year everybody was like oh six and oh and it's just like all right let's see what we got i my question to you long form is is the fact that this team made a super bowl lost replaced two coordinators plugged in some new pieces here and there and man they're just putting it together and they are staring at a six and oh run I, I get it one game at a time but the next three games jets commanders and i've who's the other one there's another team that's not all that good uh i forget off the top of my head but they're staring at six and oh gerald oh the rams <laughs> it's just incredible how difficult are they and they, how easy in your mind are the Eagles making it look with everything that faced them in this offseason, losing the Super Bowl, replacing those two coordinators, and here they are again opening up the season with an impressive three and zero perfect record. There's a lot of points to that question, Sean, but they're all very favorable for the Philadelphia Eagles. One is. We, and we talk about there's no bad wins in the league. So people were kind of down or worried after the 2-0 start, and I saw it as 2-0. <laughs> Second thing is I try to watch as much of the NFL as I can every weekend, and it's probably one of the reasons I'm divorced, but <laughs> amongst <laughs> others. <laughs> but, but the fact is that you look around the league, and there are so few really good teams. We we know the Niners are are definite challenge to the Eagles at some point. That probably comes head to head. Everyone was all over the Cowboys for their first two weeks, and look what happens this week. And then outside of those, and and we know the Cowboys now still have Dak at quarterback and McCarthy at head coach, and are missing Diggs and aren't suddenly as scary as they were a week ago. And outside of those two teams, and, and I'm, I'm taking the, the Cowboys out to a degree, is there anybody in the NFC who worries you whatsoever? And, I mean, there isn't really another good team in it. 
at least on the level of the Eagles and, and where the Eagles have gotten so good is Jalen hasn't even played well in their three and mm-hmm. I believe their talent at the skill positions on offense is as good as just about anybody in the league. I mean, Miami might say something different after scoring 70 points, but, you know, the receivers are Smith and Jones and the Dallas Goddard tight end, even though we haven't used them fully yet. And now what we're seeing out of Swift, it's just, and that with an offensive line that features two Hall of Famers and guys who are still playing at a pro bowl level across and now some young kids. It's just so good offensively. Then you go over to the defense and they had a kid who we're already talking about. I mean, I got ahead of myself saying he's a Hall of Famer after three games, but he certainly looks like that kind of player. And with with all the other things they have. So I just think they're that good all the way across the board and that deep that they don't have to be perfect to still be better than just about everybody they play. Yep. And by a lot. I'm right there with you because when you look at the quarterback play and and what the fundamentals are for this team, like what their backbone is, is running the football and picking up the tough yards. And they've been able to do that. I think they have 30 first downs converted on running the football so far through three games. Defense has only given up or given up one conversion uh, for a fourth down or third down conversion due to running the football like they are strong on both sides and uh, we do a podcast on this network called beef up front and the eagles are the definition of that gerald before we get you out of here let's switch gears and get on over to the fightings and talk about tonight the phillies could clinch a playoff berth it's exciting time right now in this city but um your we're we got philly exchange coming up here at 5 30 and one of the questions that we asked was your level of optimism for the fightings as they are about to embark on a new venture in the playoffs here for major league baseball where do you stand uh, I, I like where they are right now. I like what they've done. There was never a question all year long. I know you said it, Sean, you were still like in June talking, hey, they can still win the division when John and I were kind of laughing at you. I mean, they were never in the division hunt this year. and It just wasn't going to happen with as good as the Braves have played. But that's okay. So, so ultimately, the Phillies finished really in as good a position as they possibly could have. They were in control of that the whole way. And it was the kind of season where they've had so many different contributions all across the board. And, you know, I've I've thrown this question out to a bunch of people in the last week because I don't think there's a definitive answer. Who is the Phillies MVP this year? And I don't think there's a definitive answer because you could give me Cassiano for the first half. Stott has been so solid all the way through. Boehm has been solid all the way through. Harper, we weren't even expecting until maybe August, and he came back in, what was he? I think he came back in May still. If you made me give you an answer, I have to go Bryce. And then Castellanos with a close, close second, but you got to give it to Bryce just from the month of August. And and he is, he means so much more than this team than what he does on the field. Fine, fine. He's the heart and soul. But if you look at the numbers, you know, he he does have the average on base, and he he did a lot of good stuff. But statistically, he's not really the MVP. I'll take him always as the MVP because yeah. I think I think he's one of the greatest Philly athletes of all time already. Well, I, who would you so, say is the MVP of this team? Jeff Hoffman. I, my, my point. My point <laughs> being, that, or, and, and then it was Turner throughout. So who did John say? He, he Jeff said Hoffman. Jeff Hoffman, but he's lying. <laughs> yeah, he's... Hey, he has been great for them. Don't you dare. <laughs> he's probably been the best, most consistent reliever, right? But but my point. My point is just that. 
it's been a team where there's been so many contributions and they have, and at different times, different guys have sort of helped carry it. But individually, there was nobody who stood out over the rest. And I like that going into the playoffs. I like that, that up and down this lineup, if, if somebody isn't delivering, somebody else will pick them up. And even from, from the pitching standpoint, um, nobody had great years, but nobody had terrible years. People will be down on Nola and stuff like that. But, but for the most part, there's a there's a lot of reason to believe if everybody plays to the level that they can, that this team can win. The scary part, of course, is if they survive round one, and I sure hope they do and believe they will, then round two is the Braves. But we know how baseball works, and we caught them last year when they were better than us. We caught them last year when we were surprised from getting in, and the momentum seems to be very much in our favor. The Braves haven't they haven't played a meaningful game all year, have they? <laughs> <laughs> and they're leaking oil, man. They're officially leaking oil. They're definitely a, their uh, engine light is on, in my opinion. But yeah, and, we and we know how good that offense is. So I, just, I feel this is a team that believes in each other. Um, they really do exude that feeling of, of camaraderie and the team that you don't always get in baseball. And they believe very much in themselves. I mean, look, they knew what it took to get there last year. And I believe that all year long, it wasn't that they were coasting, but they were looking toward October more than they were at any, any more than anything else. Well, after tonight, I'll be looking forward to October 3rd, game one for uh, the Fightings, and uh, it's looking like it'll be the Diamondbacks at home. I believe it's a Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday affair, if I'm not mistaken. So, and, and how much fun is this going to be? Oh, I just, yeah. I, I, I sure, last last year was probably, you know, look, winning World Series trumps everything, but the actual run was the most fun we've ever had as Phillies fans, and hopefully we can have that kind of thing again because it was just so so terrific. Yep, mix it in with a 6-0 start for the Birds. Get to a World Series, and October is going to pack a, a, a pretty good punch again. So we'll see how this and one works Phillies, out. And the Sixers, Sixers no, 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 Not going there. Yes, yes, and yes. You know what, Flyers? I'm actually feeling a little bit... Like I'm interested. All That's right? not going to last long. No, it's not. But I'm interested. Um, and shout out to the Wings too. We just released their uh, home schedule too, so don't don't miss them. <laughs> Gerald, always great to get you on, sir. We got a lot in store for the month of October. Looking forward to all of it, and uh, always a pleasure. Enjoy the game this evening. We'll catch up later, my friend. You guys are the best. My man, there he is, Joe. I care about the Sixers because Sean Bernard's probably listening or watching. We love Sean. Nope. I'm not going there. All right. I just don't care. I just tag them in everything that's anything Sixers related. I'm like, Sean, is that your music? Um, you can't can't deal with the Sixers right now. Interesting question, my Gerald. MVP for the Phillies. If it's not Bryce Harper, I go Castellanos. It's probably Castellanos. Trey Turner's second half has been wild, but it's mostly oh, geez. been. I'm not even thinking. Ah, oh, my, my brain is been a foggy. August September for him. You can't say Trey Turner is the MVP, can you? No. But it's it's been (laughs) the two months that he's been good, he's been the best player in baseball. So I just, I want to at least throw it out there. Yes. I didn't even say his name, so I'm completely wrong. I think Castellanos would be the right answer. Mm, Because he had the first half all star. Yeah, no, 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 no. It's Casty or Harper with Turner right behind him. And and I'm telling you, I gotta go Harper just because of what he brings. You know what? I 
What is that? I noise? know he's not playing is well now. Yeah, there? I think it is. Um, Sounds I, like a mouse. I know. I know he hasn't been good lately, but Craig Kimbrell pitching the way he did for as long as he did helped the Phillies out a bunch. I mean, they they needed that because they they just didn't they didn't have any pitching. They were all they were all injured. They didn't have any you know big time high leverage relievers, and Kimbrell was one of them. And the only one for a long time. Yeah. All right. Uh, coming up at 435, we got Joe Tangent. We'll talk some college football. 535, we got, or excuse me, 530. But the right answer is Jeff Hoffman. Philly Exchange coming your way. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.